0: Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceAndLights.com. That's CameronIceAndLights.com. A who dat. I'm a who i Long as I'm living, i am a who that
1: hmm.
0: Lose all winning, <groundwater> i <breaking> am <noise> a who that Sports coma, yeah. <Or2> this is where we do that. Where we do that, Where we do that, ha. yeah Where like <talk TF> we do that, where we do that, where uh. yeah. <brightly> we do that, Boogie like and I'm a I'm a Sports coma, this is where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. help. Running this thing like else. Like thank God every day I'm not a, a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. guys. If you ain't ride or die, die. the bandwagon can get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. fucking on town, duck down, Falcons, pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much to. Touchdown! Touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you can probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees on Roger Cadell. Yeah. Boogie like this, and I'm a hoota. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoota. Lose or winning, I'm a hoota. It's the sports coma. This is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a hoota. Go. Network.
2: so good week of practice um, and look we're ready to we're ready to go so I know you guys got a lot of questions for me so I'll let you go ahead and get going assume you know what the first one is too I mean is, I is would I imagine that, that I would imagine that I' I think it's doubtful that James plays in the game and I, and so our our plan right now is to have Andy ready to go um, we'll see how things go overnight but um, you know Andy will be ready to go if, if that's the direction that we go did
1: Jameis suffer a physical setback? effect you I don't, you think, guys just I don't think so that? I
2: just think I think you know just a little bit of the accumulation of the wear and tear it's a long season, you know, and and uh, uh, I don't think his body responded quite the way we we were we anticipated over the first couple of days. So, um, so yeah, we we we've, we've rested him this week, and and uh, you know we'll see. we have still got a couple of days, but we'll see. If
1: he, if he felt well, you'd be willing to play all without practicing this week, though, without him having practice.
2: Yeah, and I think we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it.
1: How has uh, Andy been this week in
2: practice? It's been been Andy good. Handling? Yeah, he's done a, he's done a good job. Look, Andy's done this, you know. Um, he's uh, he's performed at a high level in our league, and um, and that's really one of the big reasons why we brought him here. Um, is in case he's called upon, we feel highly confident that he can go in and do the job. And so, uh, you know, we're. we're we're kind of looking in that direction and again, we'll we'll kind of take it to the last minute, but uh, but I think it's doubtful that James plays. Did
3: Dennis, say you expecting to see Michael Thomas
2: Uh No, Michael Thomas will be out this week. Uh,
4: and
1: Dennis, just going back to 2014, have you been able to, you know, been able to sort of like reflect on your career at all just how it's kind of come, a little circle?
2: Not really, <laughs> not really. Um, you know, I really kind of live in the moment, and and, and uh, you know that's what I'm really focused on right now. James is kind of spirits, you know, kind of I think he's of I think he's a little frustrated that that uh, uh, he didn't feel better than he thought he would. Uh, you know, typically it's been you know doesn't feel great early in the week, and as the week goes on, he he, he starts to feel a little bit better, and we didn't quite see that this week, and so um, he's a, he's a fighter, he's a competitor, he wants to play, and um, you know again we'll see but appreciates that the decision is medical and isn't, you know, taking it as a quarterback change to the offense? Yeah, no, I think this is is purely a a medical decision, you know, in terms of whether or not he plays or not. And and, uh, um, I think, again, you look at this as a long season. And, uh, you know, you don't want to just continue down the same circular path you know, each and every week, you know. And so I think part of, you know, this week, him missing practice this week was a lot about trying to get the rehab and getting him him
4: healthy. Number three, it's crazy.
2: Well, Andy, I know you've gotten used to the idea of always preparing to be ready, but I mean, did you go into this week, you know, knowing that I mean, the whole week as you would have as
4: if you were on Yeah, it's been the same preparation that I have every week and you know I always prepare myself the same way. Um, so with whatever happens, you know, I, I know I'll be ready and so uh, you know this week I've just gotten a little more practice time out there. Um, so but yeah, however, the, however this thing goes, I'll I'll be, I'll be ready if my number's called. Just what's your comfort level with the different receivers? And that you feel like you got good timing and you can read their body language and, and all that different stuff? Yeah. No, I think for me, you know, I had the the whole spring while uh, Jameis was rehabbing, and I think that was a you know a great time for me to get to know these guys and, and to be around them and uh, just some of the stuff that we've done through camp and, and everything. So I, I feel really good about about where, where we're at. Hey,
1: and your last start was against them. Is that? At the yeah, you know,
4: I've, I've played against them um, several times. And, you know, last year, obviously, uh, new coach now, new scheme, new uh, new, new stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, I have played against them several times.
2: Andy, you also might be taking over a time, obviously, where this offense needs to find some rhythm. Um, what, what what are the goals in mind of trying to establish that if you your start on something?
4: I think the biggest thing is we just need to be efficient. And um, we can't hurt ourselves. And then just, just go play. Trust in what we know what we're doing, trust in the plays that are called, and um, go execute. And that, that's all it comes down to. We don't have to do anything more, anything less. Let's just go be us and, and, and play. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how much uh, you've had a chance to see Thursday night football for honestly, with the injury to, to last night. I suppose, what was your reaction when you saw that? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you never want to see anybody get hurt like that. Um, and just praying for him. Hopefully he heals up quickly. Is that something that you know, the calls need to be able You know, that's something that they're going to have to deal with. You know, that's um, something that that's uh, all on their side, but what they're going to have to go through.
2: You Did both times you come here before you only came on Friday? Yeah, both um, times. We're, have you noticed that this feels better or anything, or it's an
4: advantage? I mean, I definitely feel more adjusted now than I did coming in on a Friday. Um, So, you know, hopefully that that there's different philosophies with it all. And, and, you know, I I feel good. I feel like I've adjusted to the time zone and everything. So I feel good about where I'm at.
3: That's Andy Dalton, man. And, of course, the guy ahead of him was uh, Dennis Allen, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Talking about Jameis, man, the fact that Jameis is they're gonna sit him down for this upcoming matchup, kinda of seen and felt that when they benched him during the practice this week, and then it went to two straight, then you realize that it was gonna move into that direction. And then of course you've seen Triplet or heard uh Triplet uh kind of guide Dennis Allen into explanation saying that Jameis' decision is based medically. Prior to that, he did not say that. He was kinda of guided into that question, uh, with that commentary by Mike It, just an observation, but shout out to the family, appreciate y'all being in this thing, like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, 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 you're now rocking with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports family, I'm up in this thing, shout out to the Who That Nation, shout out to the great Sank, Tank Tank. we up in this thing, Friday stream man, listen, I'm not going to be with you guys very long on this stream, we got a Pelican post game report that'll be later on tonight, so for my Pels fans, we'll be talking about the Pelicans, man. Going to open up the phone lines, too. All right, so anyway, let's get... And of course, commentary on the Dennis Aller thing. Kind of knew that going into it. That ultimately, you could see in the Carolina game that Jameis Winston was struggling uh, from a health perspective. And the guy's not healthy. I mean, dealing with one issue is 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 hard enough. But when you're dealing with four issues happening, you got a back with four broken vertebrae, ridiculous not one, not two, not three, but four of them in the lower portion of your back. Uh, you're getting knocked down a lot. That won't help you heal. You got an ankle issue and all kind of stuff going on. Just sit, just sit him down, sit him down. When he gets healthy, the Saints will kind of move him back into that thing, hopefully. But moving forward into the season, you see that you got to play the healthy man. And remember, Andy Dalton was brung in here just in case Jameis Winston had injury setbacks. Remember that. That's why Dalton was signed. Of course, we wasn't thinking about the back issue that happened against the Falcons, but the reality is that's why Dalton is here. He is a uh, a a guy that's an insurance policy and the Saints are just saying, I'm cashing it in. That's what this is. And Andy Dalton uh, is going to be ready to go. He got the reps and he's a veteran, man. So we'll cover that today in the sports coma, among other things. So with that being said, fam, please feel free to hit upon the like button, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. And uh, like Jawad uh, Towns, Daniel Pinkston, James Cameron, Travon Barino, and many others who are new family members to the channel and the platform. Much love to you guys. Appreciate you. So hit up on the like button, hit the subscribe button, and also feel free to share the show's links on your social media feed. Let the family know that the Sports Coma is live and direct. We up in this thing. We got to talk some Saint stuff. So here we go, family. Uh, let's get it going right away. All right, Saints, uh, and of course, this is the injury report that's uh, reported on by the black and gold here. Uh, for the final injury report, and 13 Saints were listed on Friday's injury report of the game against the Vikings in London. Of course, you can see it right there. Paulson Debo was limited. Elvin Kamara was limited. He has a questionable designation, although people think he'll play. Davenport went from limited to fully practice, fully practice, which is good news for Marcus Davenport. We're going to need his pressure uh, from that opposite side of Cam. JT Gray. Our special teams ace went full practice. That's good. We're going to need his contribution on special teams. Deontay Harty with a foot issue was limited. Traquan Smith had the concussion. He went from limited to fully practice to fully practice, which is good. Taysom Hill went from limited to fully practice today, which is good too, because he was set out the previous game, but we need the spark that Taysom provides as Andy Dalton steps in. Taysom is elevated uh, to the backup quarterback role. Does he continue to be the utility guy in that? That'll be, a point of contention to watch going into when the saints make the adjustments prior uh, on Saturday, if they make any other moves, we know about the fact that they did uh, elevate fields. And of course we know that they signed Keith Kirkwood to the practice squad for some wide receiver depth uh, there. So uh, there'll be some movement prior to the game. So in that, in that regard, so do they elevate the uh, practice squad quarterback to the game or we'll see how they all uh, situate that thing. So, Marcus made DMP, so he shut down. That's two straight weeks. We don't, we do without Marcus uh, May's contribution from the safety position. Ryan Ramchek did not practice. He was, and this is not, and this is something to be, uh, to look out for. Well, eh, not really, but he went DMP, then limited, then DMP again, and they're listing it simply as rest. So if it's rest, then he should be fine. If it's anything else, we'll see. And of course, you see James doubtful, which is pretty much meaning he's out. That's pretty much confirmed. Jarvis is questionable, limited, which means he'll play. And of course, Mike didn't play all damn practice all damn week. He is out for this matchup in London. And Andrews Pete, who was was limited, uh, had limited, is listed as out with the concussion issue. So the Saints going into this matchup with the Vikings with several of their starters out of the game. But the Saints have depth in a lot of key areas of the team, and they just have to keep moving that thing forward. So anyway, the big news of the day. From the show's Andy Dalton expected starts against the Minnesota Vikings. Shout out to the Canal Street Chronicles, one of my favorite uh, Saints sites. As they go into it and talk about the the Saints offense will be given to Andy Dalton on Sunday to face the Vikings, with James essentially missing all practice all week. Dennis Allen pretty much just gave the nod to uh, Andy Dalton, a healthy insurance policy. But football is a game of matchups. While this change most likely doesn't give the team the best odds for the long run, we could see some issues resolved with Dalton. Uh, last year, Dalton had the fifth lowest average depth of the target in the NFL. Meanwhile, and QBs have the fifth highest comp- completion percentage against Minnesota at the moment. This gives us all the signs towards a performance from AK we've been waiting for. Expect Dalton to utilize AK in the passing game to the extent most Saints family members have begged for. While Mike is uh, going to sit out, this could mean another big performance for Chris Olave, this time with a different result. We know Olave can take the top off at, at any given time, but for Dalton to use Olave, in the short and medium passing game let a lot of a pile of some of that yak yardage. Now, Andrews Pete also is going to be out. And his replacement will be uh, Kelvin Throckmorton, the former Oregon Duck. And Throckmorton isn't completely new, having played close to 1,000 snaps last season. Let's hope the chemistry within the offensive line continues to gradually improve. And let's hope that Pete dials up 20-25 touches for AK. The defense rises to the occasion regardless of who the team is playing. If the offense simply executes and take care of the ball, and the ones will win
2: at henson we're looking forward to the holidays and that means more time in the kitchen now imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle you'd be nervous Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday.
3: So this is is, a pretty good commentary. And of course, uh, Kelvin Throckmorton must step his ass up in this contest. He got to play. Andrus is out. We need Kelvin Throckmorton to handle the business and be more. The, the Saints are running the ball. Kelvin Throckmorton is a better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. You know, you know, he's big and stiff at times. But if you give any big, decent offensive lineman an opportunity to run block, they'll maul the piss out of people. Hopefully that they have that temperament against the Minnesota Vikings, the same temperament I have because I simply don't like the Vikings. I'm going to just keep it a buck with you. Uh, no disrespect to the Minnesota Viking family members, that's just keeping it a buck. Now, let's go and talk about Dalton's statistics. Okay, this is last year's numbers when he's with the Cowboys. 15-15 is what he threw. Eight touchdowns against nine picks, and his QBR was at 39.2. That's just last year. If you take a look at Andy's Dalton's career averages over that time span, you can see that Dalton has a, a 62.2% completion rate for his entire career. Uh, he spent a lot of time in the NFL, over 35,000 passing yards for Andy Dalton. He averages seven yards per throw for his career, 226 touchdowns against 135 picks. You see what I'm saying? So and then, of course, his rating is an 87 flat. So not uh, what that is something to behold. to. And, of course, even though people look at his Chicago statistics and eight starts last year when he threw eight touchdowns versus nine picks the, the year prior with Dallas, when they had a little bit, a lot better team than with Chicago, that offense wasn't really hitting on nothing for Chicago, but Dallas had a little bit better offense, a lot better offense than what Chicago was fielding. And he done some pretty decent numbers with that, with almost a 65% completion percentage. He drew for almost 2,200 yards at a 6.5%, excuse me, 6.5% average. He had 14 touchdowns and eight picks in that situation. His rating was 87.3 in that thing. So, and then for the season, he was sacked 24 times and 11 starts with the Dallas Cowboys. So if given the talents, you can see in Andy Dalton, when given the talent and side a, a decent system, he can have success. And of course, all the prior years when he was with Cincinnati. So uh, just to shine a little light, give some of the family members an overview of Andy Dalton heading into this matchup with the Saints. And how confident should the Saints family members be when Andy Dalton at the helm? I think he'll take care of the ball, and what we really just looking for is for a guy to make the make the throws, make the throws on time, keep the, the offense on time. We're not looking for Andy Dalton to do anything spectacular. Not at all. We just need him to be just a chair of the offense, make the throws on time, uh, find the proper guy. We have way too many weapons out there for us not to be moving this offense. Too much money spent in this offense. This offense is supposed, supposed to be a lot better. We're not going to hang it totally on Jameis, but With Dalton behind, and like we heard, we had Brother Copper, Terrence Copper, came in last year, uh, I mean, last season, last stream, excuse me, I'm going back in time. Terrence came in, he was talking about that player perspective. When you get a new quarterback back there, it kind of livelies up everything uh, for the Saints, so that's what we need. We need some rhythm here to get going in the first two, three quarters. And the defense, of course, will catch fire. Special teams need to play a hell of a lot better to kind of carry the day for the Saints, and I think they will. So this is something we just have to pay attention to. Moving ahead. All right. So anyway, let's go into uh, our uh, breakdown family of what's going on with the team. If you could take a look at the Saints record versus the Minnesota Vikings, it's a history aspect. The Minnesota Vikings are tw- lead the series, the all-time series against the Black and Gold, 23 and 13. So there you go. So 23 and 13 is what the Vikings is. They lead the series by more than t- by 10 games. So it's time for the Saints to kind of pay these boys back, man, and do this stuff the real way. So, I mean, that's, we need to handle the business, no doubt about it. Against this team and knock them on their tail and get them the hell up out of here. All right. So anyway, as you can see, one of the last matchups right there that the Saints had was against the 12-25 right there. You see right there, and they beat them 52 to 53 right there. Let me see if I can bring up the box score. I think that's one of the last meetings right there. Saints was 11 and four. Vikings was six and nine in the Superdome December. And remember, that's the game Elm Kamar ran wild on the asses, and then I think there was a playoff game as well. You could throw in there wildcard game as well that they kind of pushed off in the playoffs the regular season matchup was we destroyed them in uh, 2020 back in 2020 in the in that uh christmas game with with uh we scored 52 to 33 on them people man i and, and but that's the record 23 and 13 family is the all-time record thank you pammy for being a member for the last three months uh shout out to you baby appreciate you all right so anyway let's keep it moving man as we get into the Vikings and the Saints right here Vikings coming into this thing two and one Saints at one and two as we move it along. And of course, the Saints coach Dennis Allen has been here before in 2014 when he was with the Raiders. They lost 38 to 14 to the Dolphins. We will have a better result. They slipped to 0 and 4 and it was their 10th straight loss overall. Allen was fired the next day. So it's not happy memories when Allen goes to <laughs> goes over the seas, but his ass will do better. I promise you that the Saints wanted two arrived on Monday to the British capital and, and brought with them a banged up quarterback and two. Game losing streak as they prepare prepared for the Vikings on Sunday early Sunday morning, and of course we know about the change right there. But the Saints' concerns with Jameis right here, and they're saying that Dalton will likely be the overall a choice, which more than likely he will start. Taysom Hill is another possibility; he'll be the backup quarterback. Still expect them to use him in some roles, maybe limit him as a running back or whatnot, but still expect Taysom to get in there and do Taysom Hill type things, you know. Uh, perhaps they can, like we talked about last night, kind of balance his play skill, his play set where he can have passing and long enough. You can give him five really good plays that he learns to pass the ball. You can kind of cycle him in to make plays, and that'll be really effective. I think that would have really helped Taysom Hill if Peyton would have just concentrated on having him to learn five plays and then just cycle those plays. When he came in, that gave gave his play set the balance that it needs so people don't just crowd up to the line of scrimmage when he comes in. All right. So anyway. The Saints left early, which was a good sign. They left right out of Carolina, went there, so they didn't have to fight no jet lag. They were practicing out there all that time, which was a good thing. And we got to have some success, man, bottom line. So anyway, clear for takeoff. The Vikings safety, Harrison Smith passed the post-concussion test and returned to practice this week. That That's interesting to get him back. They also, you know, get uh, some interesting players back, like Delvin Cook, and we're we going to see him. His return will boost an otherwise young secondary facing the team That's eighth in the NFL in passing with an average of 261.3 yards per game. Outside linebacker Zadarius Smith was questionable to play with a knee injury. Running back Delvin Cook has a shoulder issue, but fully practiced. Expects him to play Madison is ready, and and they're going to circulate both of these guys. Delvin Cook is the shifty, speedy back that does at times use his power, and Alexander Madison is a battling around type of back that does have power and physicality. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It helps our office to know that Alex is in there and can handle not only the running game, but protections he can do. He can do so much for us. We don't have to skip a beat, says Kirk Cousin. It's a big asset. Now, slow start, Saints are trying to start games with a heightened sense of urgency. Mmm, urgency. After struggling to score in the first three quarters of each of the first three games, of the 51 points the Saints have scored this season, 38 have come during the fourth quarter. Saints have yet to score a second quarter uh, point and have a grand total of three quarter Has a a grand total of three third-quarter points. Amazing. Left tackle Hurst said getting early leads can have some advantages the Saints have yet to enjoy this season. So, and he talks about that as well. But anyway, let's jump into some of the game. And this is the statistic-by-statistic breakdown, as you can see. Some of the guys, Kirk Cousins is their guy, as you know, 74-119. of He has five touchdowns versus three interceptions. uh, Leading their offense, of course, we know Jameis won't play, but Delvin Cook is their top guy, 43 carries for 203 and a score. Elvin Kamara, 24, uh, excuse me, 43 carries for 203 in the score, and Kamara's 24 for 100. Je- uh, Jefferson is their top wideout, 18 catches for 246, while I guy Chris Olave, 17 catches for 268. How about Chris Olave, huh? How about that Olave? All right, anyway, we showed some of our uh, injury report already. I guess I could flashback and show you the rest of theirs right here. This is theirs, showing you that some of these guys, uh, Eddie Kendricks, Harrison, Smith, Delvin Cook, all these guys more than likely will play a fullback. C.J. Ham will get an opportunity. Their cornerback Boot Jr. will more than likely be out. And Zadarius Smith is questionable. I think he might get he might play. We'll see how that goes because that defense is not looking good. And we had uh, uh, one bar and Lumpagus that came up here from the Minnesota broadcast. They were talking about how dreaded they felt about their defense and they have a lot of reservations about that defense. So that's where we won't hit them at. But anyway, look at the statistics right here: points per game. The Minnesota Vikings averaging 19.3 points per game. Saints at 17 through three games. Points allowed, 18.3 by the Vikings. Saints giving up almost 23 points per game, defensively speaking. Now total yards, the Vikings at 356.3 versus the Saints, 397.7, almost 398 yards per game. Passing offense for the Vikings 25.2. I was say up say uh, 20 uh 252, uh excuse me, 252.7, which 253. 286 flat for the Saints, and they run at the ball over 100 and, yeah, 104 yards per carry uh, per game anyway. And the Saints almost at 112. So you can see that uh, the, uh, the, the, the Minnesota Vikings do have uh, an efficiency to move the ball. They got weapons, Adam Thielen and, and, and Jefferson, and now Delvin Cook is in there as well. So the tight end position is kind of creaky. We'll go over their depth chart momentarily. But this is the defense. They're giving up 428 yards a game. And this is what the Minnesota guys were saying. Uh, 290 flat through the secondary versus 138 yards on the ground at the Minnesota Vikings. It's basically a sieve. They're leaking out all over the place, but getting Harrison Smith back there definitely helps out. Zedarius Smith helps out as well. So they want to have a better performance uh, uh, against the Saints. Now the Saints defense, 331 flat and giving up 192 yards through the secondary, but really was brutal. Is the fact the Saints are allowing teams to rush at them 139.3 yards per contest? That's way too much. The Saints usually didn't give up that kind of creaky ass yardage. They would suppress you to less than 90 yards per contest. So this is something new. And of course, this number should drop as the season goes on because the Saints will improve on stopping the run. And we had a few games. Where the you had a 200 yard game right there that's spiking up that rushing attack numbers that make it look a lot sourer than what it actually is. So the Saints must improve because that was one of the strong suits of the defense last year is the fact that they were able to stop top stop teams from running and force them to pass and neutralize what they was doing. If we would have done that in these first uh, in the last two contests, we could have stopped a lot of that. We let McCaffrey get going. We let. Uh, we, we can't let that happen. We uh, To a degree, we allowed uh, Fournette to keep their offense, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, on schedule, even though he only had 60 yards in the contest. They were still able to keep him, utilize him enough to keep things more balanced to give Tom Brady an opportunity to throw the ball downfield. And they had success. So anyway, we got to we got to do that. We got to stuff out the run, obviously neutralize him and put the, the ball in the hands of Kirk Cousins, who's known to be an implosion Quarterback, he's he's not a, a big time quarterback, but anyway, you look at their last three contests. It would be able to beat Green Bay in the first week, twenty three seven. But Green Bay struggling. They were plastered by the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly, twenty four to seven. Then they came from behind to beat the Detroit Lions in a gutty win, twenty eight to twenty four. So respect the Vikings in that manner, two to one. All right. Saints, of course, come out with a last minute touch of uh, 17 points against the Falcons. That's 2726. And of course, two really lackluster affairs against Tampa Bay and Carolina have led to them being one and two in schedule and one and two pretty much in division, which is not good. We have to improve upon that thing. We have to do it exponentially. Now, as you can see, the Vikings are, the, are tied in a three way tie with the Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears and the NFC North. And of course, the Saints are tied Uh, I guess for second place behind Carolina. Well, actually, they're in third because of the loss to Carolina. You see Tampa sits on top of that thing. uh, They lost, but you got Carolina at one and two and the Saints are one and two. Atlanta's one and two. So the Saints got to get up off the ass with all this firepower we got and seize the day, man. We got to make it pop. All right. So let's let's keep it going. Family, let's get into it. This is more information for you guys to look at, as you can see that the offense broken down from a rank perspective in the NFL is that the Vikings offense is ranked 19th in the NFL. The saints is 10th in the NFL in offense. And of course, 21st ranked defense uh, and the saints defense you can see is ranked 17th through three games. So we supposed to be top 10, no more this is 17th ranked according to the statistics. And of course you look at the passing attack. The saints are ranked ninth in the NFL with the passing attack Packer, I mean the Vikings, excuse me, is 15th and if you look at the rushing attack they're 20th and the Saints are 17th so I think we can be a lot a lot more sturdier in that matchup and of course you see the last time they met the Saints beat them uh, December the 24th 2020 52 to 33 in the dome that was the Christmas day or the Christmas uh, the Christmas matchup alright so anyway let's get into it fam let's take a look at some of these uh, these uh, of their depth chart going into the game against the Minnesota Vikings as you can see Kirk Cousins is on top of that thing Delvin Cook will play in this game Justin Jefferson, which is a star in his own right, looking to get going against the Saints secondary. And Adam Thielen is always a guy that's a tough cover for the Saints with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, of course, going. You got Laddie, Daddy, and Paulson Adibo. We'll we'll have their hands uh, full with these, with Justin Jefferson, Adam, and Thielen. And, of course, like uh, one bar and Lopagus was warning us against K.J. Osborne, which is the third wide receiver speedster that has had, that made some plays for him in a Detroit matchup to get them to win they cautioned us to pay attention to KJ Osborne now we know that the game we want to put the game in Kirk Cousins hands and not into Delvin Cook hands because they have a good one-two punch of Cook and Madison that we have to neutralize the rushing attack We can't allow them guys to run. And then Delvin Cook is a special back. He also catches out of the backfield. They they want to set up the screen game with him, all this kind of stuff that Delvin Cook can do. A lot of similar things that Kamara does with the Saints offense when it's flowing, Delvin Cook does for the Minnesota Vikings. He's really a pivotal part of their whole situation. So we have to be able to make sure we cover him up
1: Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than seven million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit PrizePicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at PrizePicks.com/get100. For a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy.
3: And that's the guy I'm I'm telling you we're going to have to watch out for is Delvin Cook. He makes it go for them. And of course, we know Justin Jefferson and Dylan are dangerous. And uh, one bar and Lumpagus warned us about uh, KJ Osborne, the speedster. So we have to watch out for him in the slot as well and make sure that we keep him in line. Of course, Irv Smith's been struggling. Irv Smith junior He's been struggling. Remember, his father played for the Saints many moons ago. Irv Smith, his son now with Minnesota Vikings, is there. He's been struggling. Of course, Johnny Munt is a guy that they were big upping to hopefully kind of take Smith's job from him. But he's been making plays when Smith hasn't. So we don't want we have to watch him as well. We won't make sure these guys get going. But really, the threats are those wide receivers. The offensive line is doing a pretty decent job in Dorisaw and Cleveland. Uh, Brad Barry was a the guy they spoke about that really impressed them. And Ed Ingram, the former LSU. A Tiger is there with Brian O'Neill, So not any really big names there to talk about, but they have a decent unit. Not nothing to brag about or talk about, but they have a decent unit. The Saints should be able to get pressure on these guys, to be honest with you. We should be able to get uh, pressure in the face of Kirk Cousins. But then again, like I said, when I seen how the Saints performed against a no-name offensive line, with the Tampa Bay, the back of the back of the backups, which defensive line do the Saints bring? What mentality do they bring against the Minnesota Vikings to change this whole thing? It's kind of playing schizophrenic-type situations with the Saints' defense. Are they the top five or top five, top three unit that we thought they were, or or, or are they kind of taken back here? We need to be able to reestablish our dominance mentality uh, by going and getting after these teams when you have these offensive linemen, these no-name offensive linemen. That have done, like I said, the Tampa Bay game was eye opening we had backups all over the place and we could not capitalize. But the tune of one sec, we got to do a better job and we got to show up and we know uh Davenport is healthy. He has to fire off the edge and he has to make plays from the opposite side. The interior guys got to handle their business. We've got we got to get on. We got to get Kirk Cousin on the ground early and often and disrupt whatever they're trying to do. You look at the defense. Uh, A lot of stuff going on with the defense for this team. A lot of the uh, Minnesota family members are upset with the defensive coordinator. They don't think that his scheme is the right type of fit. They don't like to see Daniel Hunter dropping into pass coverage rather than running. So they got a stupid defensive coordinator that don't know how to utilize the talents of this team because they do have a lot of good players on on the Minnesota Vikings defense. They just not the defense is playing uh is they're not confident of the scheme that the coordinators is running obviously because they're supposed to be a lot better than what they're showing now we know pat peterson patrick peterson is there's one of the cornerbacks there and dantzler uh he's there harrison smith returns and he should help pick the secondary up because you know smith's a ball player man coming off injury so darius smith is questionable for the game i, I think he plays jordan hicks is a player kendrick's will be available he was on the injury list so they have some talent there, Daniil Hunter. We don't even talk about him. You know how how good that guy is. So the it appears to me I was watching film on the Vikings. It just feels like they're not confident in the scheme that they're running right there in Minnesota and how the and the coordinator has these guys. I just it just looks stupid to me. But anyway, does he? We we got to make sure we capitalize on what these people are doing and make sure we kind of dominate the defensive line. We have to dominate the line of scrimmage. Offense has to dominate the Minnesota Vikings defense. The Saints defense have to dominate the Minnesota Vikings offense. We can't. We. It's no reason for us not to be able to get pressure on Kirk Cousins' matchup and be able to uh, get the ball out with Andy Dalton. I think the Saints offense will flow a little bit better. No disrespect to Jameis. The man just hurt. He tore up. So we need him to heal. But having in the insurance policy that is Andy Dalton, which is what he was brought in here for, just in case Jameis has a setback with his uh, health, and, and the insurance policy is paying off. So I expect the Saints to get on schedule against the um, Minnesota Vikings, man. So hopefully we, we can see that happen. Of course, you know, Jameis is out. Andy Dalton is in. Kamara will play in the matchup with Mark Ingram. Please hold on to the ball. There's been a fumbleitis. There's been a fumbleitis, a touch of fumbleitis in, in that building that's almost worse than C19 running around. But Elvin Kamara and Mark Ingram have to hold on to the football. No more fumbles. No more fumbles. No more fumbles in the Saints games. It's three straight games, three straight fumbles. If it's not Mark Ingram fumbling, it's goddamn Elvin Kamara. No more fumbles running the attack. No more fumbles. And, of course, uh, Traquan Smith had a a pretty good game when we were uh, missing out on some of our guys when Jarvis left out of there and Trey quine came in there and made several big catches for us down there. Callaway caught a touchdown, batted to, this, to himself. So we expect to see those guys contribute even more. in the matchup with Mike out, so Chris Olavi and Jarvis Landry, who were on the street, is supposed to play. We'll see Deontay Harty, who was going to play, Traquan and Marquez Callaway. Now, do the Saints activate another wide receiver? We did sign Keith Kirkwood on the practice squad. Does he get in there? The only time will tell. And of course, Jawan Johnson, as you can see, they got him penciled in as the starter. Adam Troutman is the backup. Jawan Johnson moved from the fourth string tight end in two years to the starter in the Saints offense. Man, congratulations to that brother. I can't say enough of him. He Just two years ago, he changed over from being a wide receiver. Now you're starting tight end. Think about that. And of course, Hurst, there, Andrews is out. So and they'll have Kelvin Throckmorton playing the left guard position. Uh, in that thing. So Hurst and Throckmorton on the same side with McCoy in the center, Ruiz and Ramchek on the opposite end. So line needs to step up and hopefully the Saints give the Minnesota Vikings a much needed dose of the running attack. Hopefully we get 30 something carries between all of our running backs, Kamara, uh, Mark Ingram, hopefully, 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 P. Carmichael and Dennis Allen adds a third runner in there. And nothing wrong with having Elvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, but the Saints need a north-south power punch in there. Maybe Dwayne Washington could be added because when we were able to use him in the the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we was having success until Ingram fumbled the damn ball. But we hadn't went back to Dwayne Washington. We need a power punch, a north-south battering ram to mix in with Ingram and Kamara. That's what we need that we're lacking. Why have these guys activated if you're not going to give them the ball? So we need Dwayne Washington or something like that to happen, man, to kind of Help that rushing attack out, my goodness! And once again, please don't fumble the damn ball away anymore. So anyway, moving on. Offensive line man got to be on their p's and q's. Got to protect uh, Andy Dalton, and Dalton just has to make the throws. And I'm thinking we're looking at Dalton to start. And listen, I'm not gonna sit up here and paint Dalton as a as a savior. I think a lot of people just tired of watching Jameis hurt out there, trying to make the throws, and he can't handle the business. Andy Dalton comes in. I'm not looking at Dalton to be a save as a savior. To the organization, I think he'll act merely as a placeholder until Jameis is healthy enough to get back up in that thing. So that's what it's designed to be. And hopefully that's what it is that we allow. We get some wins and we kind of climb out this hole and build some confidence and allow Jameis Winston, at least I, I would say at least six weeks off here to kind of because it's early in the season. We this is just the fourth week. We can give him some time to heal. And see how he looks further down the line. But Andy Dalton's a placeholder here. Andy Dalton simply manages the game, don't do too much, goes to his check down, takes what the defense gives him and plays smart. We're gonna have success, man. Bottom line. We're gonna have success. I think now how would the offense look with Andy Dalton And people ask you, I think it'll I think it'll be efficient. I'm not looking for him to be blowing it up three, 400 yards and all that kind of stuff. I'm not looking for all that. Only thing I want him to do is manage the game. Don't make mistakes. Go to the check down when you're supposed to take, when you're deep with the defense give you. And then when things start to open up because they're crouching down on the line of scrimmage, take shots down the field. That's what I'm anticipating. Andy Dalton, hundred percent healthy Andy Dalton to do versus a shit. hundred percent banged up Jameis, you know? So anyway, let's go to the defense, man. Cam Jordan's there. He has to step up, handle the business. We need to see a dominant Saints defense, fam. We need to see the, the Saints defense that we've been seeing over the past several years. Defense that's in your face, that get after you, that knock you around, that puts you on the ground. A defense that shuts down the rushing attack. We need to do something about that. Maybe we need to move some guys from the interior out, put Contavious Street in there, put Shy Tuttle on the bench. We need to switch up some things, interiorly speaking, so we can neutralize the rushing attack. Uh, for uh, you know, uh, for for what's going on, we need to shut it down, man. We can't have teams uh trying to get the offense flowing against us. We got to neutralize it and go back to what we was shutting your ass down in the run situation. I uh, like uh Pete de Demario Davis is there, Paulson Adebo, and Laddie Daddy as our corners. What Marcus may out expect to see what we seen in the previous uh, matchup. Maybe P.J. Williams starts there again, and of course they'll mix mix in Justin Evans in the nickel position. And, you know, a combination effort like they did before, and they starting to learn that thing, but made two straight games, uh, trying to work his way back up in that thing. And remember, Alante Taylor, our second-round draft pick, is on the IR, so expect some P.J. Williams at the safety position, Bradley Robins mixing at the nickel, uh, and Justin Evans will be throwing as well. And, of course, above all, and I, I don't feel I need to mention this, but the special teams need to step their game up. Will Lutz is one of the uh, top-highest paid. He's one or two, I think, behind Justin uh tucker uh for being the highest paid kicker we need you to step your game up we need to step you need 0 for 2 and all that kind of shit that's not will lutz man will lutz need to step up and make it pop when we get in the field goal range we need you to get them points Playboy. we don't need to leave any points on the field we're not we're not exhibiting that strong offense where if field goal kicks are missed that the office can say okay that's fine that's cool don't worry about it we'll get we'll go down there and get that touchdown we, need, we can't have any of that until we find the rhythm to know exactly what we're going to be doing. But if Andy Dalton's your quarterback now, you know that the Saints are going to primarily move the ball on the ground, which is what it, now we start getting some identity. We know Andy Dalton's going to come in there and he's going, okay, he's going to have 40-something pass attempts. Hopefully that's not the dumbass game plan that we need to mimic over the last two weeks of him coming in there, cold turkey, and we're going to throw the ball 35, 40 times with Andy Dalton. Once again, I'm going to say this, that the running game needs to be the, the point of how we move the offense until we get that going. Then the passing attack follows that. It's on the back of that. Let that be what helps set up the passing attack. And once we get the play action going, we can move the ball. That's that means going. That's like what Terrence was saying yesterday about going back to fundamentals. If shit's not working, you go back to the basics and the basics is running the ball. Running the ball and having success there and you start with that and then you build on that and everything follows. That's back to the basics. That's fundamentals. So anyway, you know, anyway, and like I said, just to go back here and we mentioned the points, let's go back over the Minnesota Vikings teams, Kirk Cousins. Obviously, I want the ball in Kirk Cousins hands. You know, he's not one of those top notch guys. He folds under pressure. The Saints start knocking him and sacking him. I think he'll give you some, he'll give you a couple of picks. We cannot allow Delvin Cook and Alexander Madison, the backup, to get going in a rushing attack to help them balance their offense. We need to knock that. We need to stop that. We need to, uh, I'm pretty confident with Lattimore and Adebo with Jefferson and Thielen. But Osborne is the guy. Who's going to be guarding Osborne? Is it going to be Roby? Or is it Justin Evans? You see what I'm saying? It might be a combination of thereof, but we have to watch out for KJ Osborne. I think he can be one of those sneaky guys that we're not paying attention to that uh, Kirk Cousins might be able to be trying to throw the ball to and move the change. You see what I'm saying? And then, of course, you look at the defense. I ain't talk too much about him. I mentioned Harrison Smith, who was a ball player. We know how good he is. We know Z'Darrius Smith is good, but he's always hurt. Daniil Hunter really hadn't been stepping up. He'd been doing his Marcus Davenport impersonation. But you don't really want Danielle Hunter to get going against your ass. That's bottom line. And of course, they have other guys like Tomlinson. These guys are all right. But really the ball players are hunter. And Kendricks is a hell of a linebacker in his own right. Hicks, the former Cardinal, can play the game. So the linebackers are pretty good. Zadarius Smith is also a good one when he's not hurt. Pat Peterson is a cornerback as well. So they have some players there on defense you need to pay attention to. But in the but in the end, if the Saints Run the football. I think they'll have success against the Minnesota Vikings, bottom line. Bottom line, we should be able to run the ball against this team. All right? So, anyway, let's do a brief recap on it, fam. We played Dennis Allen and Andy Dalton. We also covered the injury reports for the Saints. And We talked about that thing, all these guys on the injury list. Only two mentioned out was Marcus Major and, and uh, Michael Thomas, as long as Jameis Winston. So, Marcus May, Jameis, and Mike Thomas is out for the matchup against the... Uh, Vikings. And of course, we know about Dalton expected to start for him in which he'd been taking the reps this whole weekend. Uh, He'll be ready to go. He's the insurance policy. The Saints is cashing in and they're going to do it. We covered the history of the rivalry between the Vikings and the Saints. Vikings lead the all-time series 23 to 13. We need to start gaining ground on them. We also went over the end the statistics both player and individual to, to let people know what time it is and of course vent in through three games you can look at the statistics and tell you where you need to direct your focus to uh against the minnesota vikings we can have success running the team now will the saints listen to that injury report and take it on to themselves i don't i don't know but the defense is ranked 21st in the nfl you know we need to run the ball up against this team we really do we need to run the ball up against them. We need to handle the business. And of course, we went over there a whole little depth chart here. Guys that to be in, not dealing with too much uh, injuries or anything, but some of their top player makers are available. And when they're going, it they could be difficult. Kirk Cousins, we can't allow him to get a groove with, with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And of course, KJ Osborne's the sneaky one that I'm putting on blast for the who that nation. We know about Jefferson. We know about, I'm not too, really too concerned about Jefferson. Or Thielen, because I think Paulson the Debo and uh and and Laddie Daddy will do a good job against him. But this guy is a guy that kind of concerns me. Uh, how he plays. Right now in the season, right now, family, this man has 10 catches for 112 yards and a touchdown. Every time he touches the ball, it's eleven point two yards per catch. Which means that this guy makes a shake for him. Uh he's a speedster out of Miami. And this guy, he has been big for them, man. So we need to watch out for KJ Osborne. A lot of people don't know about the young brother, but listen, I was doing some looking at his statistics and looking at what he does. And even the Minnesota guys, like I said before, who came on the preview of the game early in the week, go back and look at that show with one bar and lump of a good shout out to them, came on here and said, well, Q, you need to watch out for KJ Osborne. He's a guy that makes it happen. You look at his statistics. He's fast. He catches stuff and he averages over 11 yards per catch. So every time they go to him, it's a first down and then some. Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane.
0: Hate travels faster in a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388 percent in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate and Asian hate are up too. when one hate rises. They all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org.
1: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
4: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
4: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> Jumba. the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes J-j-jumba. chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
3: so we got to watch out for him simply because if it's roby in the slot oh my goodness or, or is it justin evans so we'll see exactly how it goes but if anything's gonna happen there it's going to be with K.J. Osborne. So we have to pay attention to that. And also sneaky, sneaky tight end play, too, because Err Smith been struggling. But, you know, does he get it going against the Saints? You got to watch out for them in the backup tight end Johnny Munt. And of course, we talked about the defense. So there you go. So anyway, that's the breakdown for the black and gold fans. Yeah. And and this is the part of, and this is some of the stuff, you know, that we talked about it. The, the game plan going into this game when you have uh, the Saints and my goodness, you're going over there. So, OK, quarterback change brings new life. But you look at what the team was. It was the wrong game plan. Who in their right minds? And I'm not, you know, trying to blast uh, Carmichael or Dennis Allen because they still learn it. But who in your right mind would have a guy with four fractures in his back throwing the ball 40 times each game? Why would does that make sense to any damn body? And then people will say, well, Q, they gave him pain shots in the back. Pain and Jack. Are you kidding me? So that that allows him to troll about. That was not a good game plan. I said as much then. Thank you, Marco. Shout out to you for hitting the subscribe button. Big ups to uh Marco. Uh I hope I say your, your name. Galum, Galumbo Galumbuski. I hope I said that right. Shout out to you, Marco. Thank you for subscribing and welcome to the family. Yeah, this is um this is a game where they got all their people. Now, it'd have been fascinating if Delvin Cook wasn't there, but he's there. This guy had a separated shoulder last game, but he made a point to be like, hell no, I ain't missing this one against the Saints. Because it's even though we'll talk about uh rivalries and whatnot, but listen, this Minnesota thing goes all the way back uh to when the Saints first made the playoffs. They first the first playoff game was against the Vikings. When the Saints first made the playoffs long time ago and they had the minnesota vikings on that thing and the saints scored first and then minnesota took them apart and i forgot who was the quarterback i think it was kramer one of the kramers tommy kramer i, I don't know i, I forgot this it had two kramers it was eric kramer and i think it might have been eric kramer who was he was a decent quarterback for him and they didn't have chris carter then chris carter was playing with the eagles a lot of people don't remember that philly had reggie white they had uh, Clyde Simmons, and man, I used to love the old Philly defenses. They was built something like the Saints. They had Clyde Simmons and Jerome Brown. Remember Jerome Brown? He got killed in a, I think a motorcycle or a car accident. Jerome Brown, y'all remember these guys? Eric Allen was on that staff. They had a fire-ass defense. Reggie Brown was there. I mean, Reggie White, I'm sorry. Reggie White was there. and And Chris Carter was one of the wide receivers on that team with Randall Cunningham. I think Cunningham at the time was uh the quarterback, and the wide receiver was Chris Carter and Mike Quick, if I'm not mistaken. The Keith Jackson, the tight end, was on there. They had a stack team that year. They had a stack team. And the Minnesota Vikings had Chris Carter. They didn't have Chris Carter. They had Anthony Carter. A lot of people don't remember Anthony Carter because Chris Carter went out there and took all that shit down, took all his shit down and made him forget that. But they had Anthony Carter over there. And y'all remember Anthony Carter? Anthony Carter used to kill the Saints. I hated Anthony Carter. But that came all the way until now, and then you add the the Minnesota Miracle Game in there. You add the push-off in the Dome Game in there. You, you aim all that kind of stuff in there, and it kind of stifles it. But the Vikings have been a team that beat the Saints. I showed you the, the overall numbers. is 23 and 13. So they got you. They got you. So from a historical standpoint, but the Saints, a lot of these losses are on the Saints because it shouldn't be as most of these games shouldn't be as close as what they were. Like the playoff game shouldn't have been as close as what it was. You know, we didn't play as well as we were supposed to play in that game and we make too many dumb in dumb uh, plays in the game. You know, we just go brain neutral, but anyway, they have all their people, cousins, cook, Jefferson, Thielen, all their people is there. They get most of their defensive stalwarts back and Smith. And now, uh, Harris, Harrison Smith and Zadarius Smith. So, them people are two and one. They're not looking, and they're heading the NFC North. They're not looking to lay down against the Saints. They're looking to zero out and get on, get after Andy Dalton all that time. So, really, this is on the offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael and Dennis Allen. What kind of game plan is this? Because, you know, I want to give them some credit here, but after the first two, the last two games of, uh, they did the same thing. They ain't fooling nobody. I seen that shit. The the the, the Buck game and the Carolina game was the same game plan. Nobody in a right mind, as, unless they crazy and need to be committed, would run a quarterback out there with full fractures in his back and ankle issues and tell you, "Here you go, He's gonna some painkillers." He'll throw the ball for us forty times. And they said, "Well, Q, we had we had to throw the ball forty times. We was down. No, you ain't have to throw the ball forty times. If you your reason why." <laughs> I'll tell you something, man. Let me tell you something, man. It's just listen You put yourself in a bind The Saints put themselves in a the bind on that shit They didn't have to go up in there Trying to throw the ball when they wasn't supposed to They could have ran the ball They had success running against Tampa They stopped on it because Ingram fumbled If Ingram fumbled take his ass out of there And put the other guy in there who was having some success You know teach him something But you can't fumble the ball away And expect to get reps No you're going to sit your ass down you contributing to it And so you're not doing your part so, let me get this straight. When you fumble, I'm going to take some goddamn money off your ass. You cool with that? Oh, no, don't you do that. You can't touch that. No, Oh, 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 oh. oh so you want to get paid the same whether you win or lose. Is that how it works? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess you penalize the ass for miscatches and fumbles, and they start losing money. I promise you that shit will change. I promise you that. They'll be out there gripping the ball, putting extra stick them on the glove, on the damn... No, you're going to do what you're supposed to do. You're going to do what you paid to do. Nobody paying you to fumble. And nobody ain't paying you to get your ass out there and look crazy. You a professional. Handle the goddamn business like you're supposed to. Offensive line, get up off your asses and make sure you run. Handle the rushing attack, please. You're going to say, well, how could, we, how could we not run on the Carolina Panthers uh, and take advantage of what they was doing? They wasn't doing nothing that much difficult for us to figure out. Shit, they was showing you everything. What wasn't the protections called? You looking over there and see that they stopped piling up on the defensive line, on the off the, the defense and the safeties piling up, rocking back and forth. Not even aim, they wasn't even disguising it, put the film on. So I'm sorry to get in the spill, but I don't want to see the same game plan for uh, the third straight game. So hopefully they don't try to make the man throw the ball 40 goddamn times. Run the damn ball and have some success that way. That's what I'm talking about. Throwing a Jameis Winston with a broken ass back, four broken vertebrae in their back. No problem, Jameis. Just go out there and throw it 40 times. But you got three running backs as healthy as hell, but you don't want, you give them 20, the ball 20 times. And we averaging five yards a carry, but no Q, we can't run the ball. What? What? The reason why you're down is because bullshit passing plays are not setting up correctly and dysfunctional football. Going to dumb shit. Run the damn ball why don't you. And if they can't run the ball, you get their asses out of there. Get them out of there. So because the best thing these offensive linemen should be able to do is run block. If you can't pass block because you're slow as hell, I get that. Because they got other guys that's firing off the line, I get that. But if you're an offensive lineman in the NFL, the very least thing you're supposed to know how to do is run block. It simply means you putting your hands on the guy in front of you and driving his ass out of the way. All right. So anyway, I ain't going to get into a long spill. I got to go on the Pelican post-game report. Listen, I, pra- I appreciate you guys. Listen, once again on Andy Dalton, this is not this is not a bad decision. Jameis Winston need to be set down. Jameis Winston is effed up. I'm going to just keep it a buck. He screwed up. He got a broken ass back. He got ankle issues, all kind of stuff going on. This is a no brainer. And you bought Dalton as an insurance policy just in case Jameis has injury setback. Which he does now, so cashing on the insurance policy. But is Dalton a savior? No, he's not. Don't because don't get desperate. I'm warning the who that nation. Don't get too desperate into thinking that Dalton's a savior. All Dalton needs to do is make the throws, take the checkdowns, take what the defense give you, and don't turn the ball over. That's all he needs to do. He's merely a placeholder, just standing there and manage the game. You're not Joe Montana. You're not none of Steve Young. none of these other dudes. Just be you and do the smart thing. That's all we want from you. And the offense will drive itself. Make the throws, take what the defense gives you, and we can run the ball. So it's really on the OC to make it right. So hopefully the offensive coordinator don't come into a third straight game talking about throwing the ball 40 times. Okay, we'll see. Anyway, listen, fam, I appreciate you. Hey, listen, I won't see some stuff here, man. I'm not going to sit up here and put nothing on them because I sit up here with looked at and studied the film and gave a fire ass uh, uh, scouting report the last two times. And them people sit up there and did the same thing in two back to back games, the same thing. So, I mean, at the end of the day, they have to change that, man. You got to do something different. And it just goes more to just changing the quarterback. Your game plan has to change new quarterback, new game plan. You can't go, okay, we got a new guy. We're going to throw it 40 times with Andy Dalton. Okay, we're going to see. And I'm I'm waiting to see. So you go, I'm from Missouri. Now, I know I'm from New Orleans. But uh, today, in this week, I'm from Missouri. You're going to have to show me. You're going to have to show me. Anyway, that's the end of the show, man. Listen, I appreciate you guys uh, uh for chiming in on this thing. Please feel free to hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, feel free to share the shows in the social media, on your social media. And check out the link tree in the description section below, family, for all the latest merch. We got popping and shaking up in that thing. Got a lot of good merch in there and um, check it out. Fam, it helps out and all the social media links for our Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff is in there. And also you can check out uh, 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 the contact information, all that's there, nice and organized. So with that being said, I'm going to get out on here for all my Pelican people. We're going to be flashing over to the Pelican post game report. So if you like the Pelicans, we're going to talk Pelicans tonight, go open up the phone lines and everything. So I'm going to holler at you guys later. Who that to you? And I'm out.
0: And I'm a who that I'm a who that long as I'm living. I'm a who that I'm a who lose all winning. I'm a who that I'm a coma. Yeah, I'm this, I'm is I'm 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 com-a, yeah. this is where we I'm do that. Where we 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 do that. Huh? Boogie like this. And I'm a who that I'm a who that's close coma. This is where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Touchdown. Touchdown. The vision really belongs to us now. Touchdown. So much hate on the Saints, you can probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL. When things seem fishing and you probably smell the crooked referees are Roger Cadell. Yeah. love bumming like this, and I'm a hoot, at. I'm a hoot at. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoot, at. I'm a hoot at. Lose all winning, I'm a hoot at. It's the Sports Coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this and I'm a I'm hoot at. It's the Sports Coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the Sports Coma yeah. with Big Q and the guys on the right. PMRO Media Network.
3: Dot com. That's right, the Who Your one-stop shop for everything. You all the Saints, you all Pelicans, Pelican, LSU Tigers, and even the top flight boxing So if you're a who and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, WhoThatDaily.com is your site. The Who for the sport who that and all of
1: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your
1: tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel, and I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, "Didn't see that coming," and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.